Electricast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Mark Retorto to the show today. Host of the Mark the Shark MMA Show podcast, as well as a best-selling author, has four, he has four daughters, as well as also a musician, writer, martial artist, and podcaster, as I mentioned before. I'm excited to have Mark on the show to talk about his background and experience, his personal journey, where he's gone through so many facets of his life to become where he is now. And it's, I love to have this type of stuff featured on the show because I feel like it's very inspiring for all of us. So without further ado, it's with great pleasure I welcome Mark to the show. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. How are you doing? Great. I'm great. Can you tell our audience where you began your motivation to start your path of where you are now? Like, I know that might be kind of a, one of those heavy loaded questions, but like, in other words, when did you first realize that you wanted to do the things that you set out to do? Well, basically I was, I've always been involved in martial arts and about, what were we in 2021? I would say about two, maybe three years ago, I got really, I have a really, uh, bad injured foot. Actually, I, I what happened was I got and uh, during during one of my training sessions, my partner stepped back somehow and my thumb got smashed back. But that wasn't the injury that set me back. I figured, all right, let me rest my hand, and then my foot just got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore, just by coincidence. So during my layover, which was over a year. I needed something to keep my mind off it. Those who know me, jujitsu was like a great passion of mine. <laughs> um, like if I could, if, if I always dreamed of being able to do it full time, but obviously that, that never happened because I have like uh, four kids to feed. And um, I got back into it when I was in my 40s. Like I, I did it in my 30s, got injured, laid off six years, had married, got kids, went back. I was like 41. Then I got back into it 
for a good about eight years and then bam, I got injured again. So during that time, I needed something to keep my mind off. And so I'm like, you know, let me let me start a podcast. Let me take start back. I was I kind of started it before I got injured, actually. But then I got injured and I'm like, well, you know what? Let me turn this into the full time, like focus my energy on that because I couldn't do it for a year. And then COVID hit. So I was even I, oh. so I went back and then COVID came out. And, and then I was like, all right, I got to see where this is going. <laughs> I don't know if that was a sign saying don't go back to jujitsu. So I pretty much used the podcast as a way to still stay involved with the martial arts, but not from a physical sense, just being able to talk to uh, MMA fighters, interview, you know, high skill level jujitsu fighters. And then at the same time, my daughter wrote a book. I helped her publish it. She was at 10, 10 or I think she was 10 or 11 at the time. And she wrote two or three books. She published them. And I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me give it a shot. And then that's where I came up with, uh, <laughs> shows up the, the cabal, the saga begins, which by just by coincidence, I started 10 years before I just never finished it. Um, it actually started out. I wanted it to be just a full fledged martial arts story, but then it became like an action suspense conspiracy thriller novel. And then, then, and then I also came out during my injury. I, I came out with the second book I wrote, which was called uh, Marcus the Vampire, which for me was more of what was going on in my life. I put it into more into that book. The Cabal Saga Begins does have martial arts in it, but at that, it was mostly I wrote it to deal with a personal friend of mine who's uh, well, he still he still has cancer and he was battling it. So I was kind of writing it to keep my mind off that. Like I said, there is a, there's a martial, every song, like I would say all the males in the story have a martial arts background. Like one guy's a ninja, the FBI agent is an amateur MMA fighter. Like, and then the cop, John Esposito, he's a boxer. So all the male roles, there's some female roles in there, but they don't have combat skills. So they, they try to, fight off a terrorist group known as the Cabal and they end up saving the day. So that's just a summarized story of that. Then I wrote Marcus the Vampire, which helped me deal with my injury, dealing with the transformation. It was kind of like a big thing for me, trying to deal with getting old and (laughs) not being able to go back. So the character Marcus is undergoing a transformation. It, It takes place about a gypsy during World War II era, he gets captured, imprisoned in a Nazi concentration camp, which not too many people know. A lot of people just associate the uh, concentration camp with people of Jewish descent, but there were a lot of people from Romani descent. Um, the layman term, but most people refer to them as gypsies. So I'm like, oh, found that out. And I was like, oh, gypsies are always in vampire and werewolf movies, which I always had a passion <laughs> for. I always loved those are like my favorite type of movies. So I wrote about it and then I'm like, I just related my, what I was going through to what that guy was going through. He was going through changes with being terrorized by the Nazis and losing his family. And then he's got to fight to survive. And then he just survives by miraculously just by chance. Cause his grandmother happens to be a witch. Cause you know, most gypsies are witches, right? Most movies. And then 
she always had a protective curse on him. So when the Nazis try to kill him, instead of getting killed, he gets turned into a vampire. (laughs) The whole rest of the book is him based on him trying to protect his daughter from the Nazis, as well as the creatures were of what I call the dark world. Hence the series, the dark, the name dark world Chronicles, which is, you know, witches, werewolves and vampires. So I've been trying to work on sequel for these two books been a very slow process my other interests kind of came in more into fruition that's where the music came in i actually started doing guitar about the same time when i got back into jiu-jitsu in my 40s but when covid hit i'm like can't do jiu-jitsu like you know my butt my foot body was feeling better but i was afraid to catch anything i mean i know there were guys still training but i didn't want to catch it because I'm older. I didn't want to give it to anybody. Um, exactly. Older. I just felt I felt that would have been irresponsible. And at that time, they didn't have the vaccine. So I put whatever time I would have put into that, into focusing more on the guitar and piano. I actually started taking piano lessons uh, when I first stopped jujitsu from my injury. Then when COVID hit, I stopped that. So I just been doing it on my own, but. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just trying to keep keep my mind and body active. I mean, now that we got the COVID vaccine, I went back. To, I've been going back to the gym, getting back in shape. This actually just got stem cell therapy in my both my knees. So hopefully, oh, that wow. works. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. I'm, I'm. I still don't know if I'm going back to jujitsu. Like the common sense says, stay home. <laughs> so I'm going nuts. Cause I'm, I'm realizing now that like, cause during I'm not the guy that I work and stuff. So a lot of the guys that I know there's guys that train, like it's their livelihood, but it's really not. So they have time to like sleep in late and recover, do yoga, whatever it takes their body to recover, to do yoga. I, I don't have that luxury during the time I was doing it. I was getting, you know, I was losing weight and getting ripped in the gut, but I was losing muscle mass. They couldn't lift heavy because your body's always uh, messed up, you know. I'll say this. on your biceps and ripping out your arm and choking you and stuff like that. It takes a toll on the body. So now I'm like, oh, I'm getting my strength back. I don't know. We'll see. I got I got to make that decision in um, two weeks, I guess. All the things that you've described that you do between the, the various aspects of your life, between jujitsu and podcasting, writing. Mm-hmm. music those are all creative endeavors they all show yeah. a certain level of creative energy that you have within you that you need to express through various means and measures in order to i feel like let it out and express it and i wanted to see if you've ever actually thought of it that way that you have an immense amount of creative energy or energy that helps you to express it in all these different ways that gives you the ability and opportunity to create a lot of things that an average person would look at you and say wow you're creating a lot but for you it's you being you yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of funny because throughout my whole life it was always, you know, martial arts, martial arts. I wish I did guitar when I was a kid, but you know, from when I was seven to like nine or something, and I kind of got out of it. Um, that was before YouTube. <laughs> and now, and you know, it's a lot easier. <laughs> And then you're seeing like these guys shredding, and you're watching like the guys from the '80s and. I don't know. I just, I just got back into it. I just, I'm like, you know, let me, I started out just buying a cheap chunk, shitty guitar. Now I got like 13 guitars here. 
And that was the other thing during COVID. I was buying guitars like crazy. <laughs> like I was on crack, buying and selling guitars, getting up in bills. And I was doing it all sight on scene because you couldn't go to the store, right? Well, everything was locked down. So, and then the other thing I did, I starting three or four months ago, I actually started another podcast to talk about everything outside the realm of MMA. Because Let's talk about your podcast because I, I we didn't really get into that too much. I, I, I yeah. know it's it's great to have a fellow podcaster on the show because I, I know it's a it's a special thing you do when you podcast. You you express yourself in a way. The idea comes and formulates in your mind for an episode. You put it together and you create it. I want to ask you for your sake. What is the, the most rewarding aspect of you podcasting that you found has really helped transform your life in a positive way? I would think in general, but whichever one especially during the lockdown was actually being able to talk to people. Yeah. It's a vehicle, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I was, you got to understand before the lockdown, I was <laughs> out of my house three or four days a week, training, doing jiu-jitsu, going to the gym, going to the office at work. Now I'm locked down <laughs> and I got, I got all girls in my family, so I got to get out. <laughs> I need some, I needed some male bonding, man. I'm like, and deal with all the family, you know, female drama, you know, all the <laughs> hormones. I gotta get out. But I, I would say being able to talk to people, especially in the beginning with the MMA podcast, I would say helping the MMA fighters promote themselves. Because a lot of them don't really know how to do it. That's vital. So important. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're trying to make a living off this. Some of them don't really know how to promote themselves to get a name out there. So I, I see myself as a vehicle for them to help themselves. And then for the other podcast, oh, I actually started a YouTube channel too. I'll get into that in a sec. I mean, my MMA show always had a YouTube channel and I stream live, like actually I'm streaming today after this. With the other podcast, it's more like I'm helping out businesses, trying to promote themselves. You know, I try to help musicians and other YouTubers out there trying to get their name out there. And then I find it interesting too, because... Either podcast, sometimes I get the occasional celebrity, so to speak, with that or whatever the realm is. Like for the MMA podcast, I've got to interview a couple of UFC fighters, people I would have never met if I've never yeah. had a podcast. And then I've actually came very close to meeting, very close to meeting uh, one of my idols in the realm of martial arts, Chuck Norris. I came very close. I got his <laughs> best friend. Richard Norton. This <laughs> is the best I can do. I'm trying. I'm going to ask him if he can introduce me to Jackie Chan. Well, let me ask you about that. Having a podcast and trying to get certain guests that you want. Because I, I oh. do that too. Like you have your, your dream list of who you would love to have on the show, right? And then oh, you got. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel yeah. Like every guest that comes on is a great guest for me because most yeah. of the stuff aligns with the show. Well, for me, I mean, someone, I mean, you got to think of it. A lot of it I'm doing for the guests, right? Like, because they're unknowns. But then you get a chance to meet someone who is known, like, for you know, instance, Rip Norton. If you're into <laughs> any, like, 80s martial arts movie, whether it was with Jackie Chan, and he did a lot of movies with Chuck Norris. He actually does the, what's Suicide Squad? He's a fight coordinator on Suicide Squad recently and the uh, Black Widow movie. He's been doing it since the 70s, man. And he's he's been there and done that. Anyway, it was a, it was a great conversation with him, and then you know, then you also get to 
meet fellow you know musicians and youtubers i met the guy i interviewed a guy on my other podcast which was called mark the shark show keyboardist for the 80s band survivor oh really <laughs> yeah well i out there if there's anybody listening to this podcast if you were ever a member of a famous 80s band hit me <laughs> up because what i do is i also i put it on my youtube channel to, yeah. called the rocking with mark rocking with mark is the name of the youtube channel and then i take that and i put it on a mark the shark show so it's like interesting you get to meet people that you like you know survivor <laughs> rocky i had a tiger exactly right? and it was really weird because at that time i was watching the cobra kai karate kid show on netflix with my kid and it just so happens that this guy was actually in the original karate kid movie too small he had a small acting role in it Played one of the kids that Ralph Macchio grew up with. So it was weird. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. You're meeting people, you get get the chat with people, and then you, you're helping them out, you're getting them exposure, you know, because your podcast getting listened to throughout the world and so forth. So I think that that's the benefit. And then sometimes you learn things too. I get different things sometimes. So I'll just tell you this intuitively. I'm going to tell you that you'll probably be doing production stuff in the future too. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't do some type of video production stuff down the road or be involved in a project. Yeah, I'd like, like to do that. that. Your future. I'd like to do that. I actually was, when I did my first book, Of All the Saga Begins, <laughs> I actually looked into screenwriting. But you got to be careful with that. A lot, a lot of those people like try to, I get calls all the time. Oh, let's turn your book into a movie. But I think they're scam artists. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, there's something I think you might get approached with or have an opportunity with that might be beneficial. And a bit, maybe, yeah. So now I was like, well, maybe I'll do my my own thing or something, but I don't know. I, you need time. There's only so many hours in the day. Where do you see your path going in the future? Do you see yourself continuing to do these multiple roles or do you see yourself focusing more on something else? Mm, well, that, that, that I got to say because. We'll see. I, I think it'll. I think the big deciding factor is if I go back into jujitsu. It all depends on how my body feels. If I go back and I get the same euphoric feeling that I had when I was doing it before my injury, chances are that's going to take up a lot of my time. So we'll see. I mean, I, I like to keep doing my um, rocking with Mark YouTube channel. I don't want to say it's not as time intensive, but you're not obligated to put out an episode like every, I, I don't want to say obligated. I don't, I don't know about your show, but I try to put out something every week, the YouTube channel. I have a YouTube sure, channel and I, I don't do it the best. I, I have this other stuff and then I focus on that. I'm trying to focus more of my efforts on that in the future, but it's a, acclimating to all these different social media is a process by itself. When you create your own little branding, right? It's a whole process. Oh yeah. Don't even get started on that. <laughs> Yeah, unless you unless you're just part of I mean, unless you really want to take the gamble and just pay pay companies to do it. But I, I still don't understand that. I'm trying to get a guy on my other show to talk about uh, social media marketing. That's a whole process. I don't know. It's, I don't it's a whole universe. <laughs> the algorithms and everything else, it's like foreign language. And, and it changes, you know, and you could be spending money and not get anything. And who, who controls that? That's always the interesting part. Who creates those algorithms for social media? The same same thing with writing a book. I mean, if you're writing a book, the only good thing about, let me put my phone, the only good thing about, I like about going through Amazon, I mean, it's listed other places, but Amazon, you can actually advertise your book within Amazon. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but your book's shown, but it's shown with other books. So then you compete, you're still competing, but at least you get shown more. Yeah. Kind of. But to me, the marketing is like the hardest thing. I don't know. What have you found since you have self-published to Amazon? What have you found to be your, uh, the greatest challenge for that and the greatest reward? It's the marketing. I tried, I was doing, I used to do a lot of podcast interviews. I haven't, this is probably the first one I've done in a while. Promote to talk about my books. I used to do a lot with my daughter. She doesn't like doing any interviews. She's, she got older now, so she's kind of like out of that. So now I just put little, little audio ads in my podcast. So I guess that's like another benefit. Like you can hopefully, hopefully you'll get some reaction free, from our show. Free ads, free advertising for that. That's the hardest part, I think. Writing a book is time consuming. Editing the books, pain in the ass. <laughs> but marketing is, is the hardest, unless you don't care about spending your money. Because you'd be spending a lot of money just to sell a book, just to make a few bucks. And you, you know, doesn't trade offs got to be. I still don't, I still don't get that. I don't, that's one of the reasons why I've never opened up my own business yet because. I was like, oh, you know, I kind of always wanted to be my own boss, but the advertising, you could be spending, I know a guy that spends like $50,000 a year on social media advertising. And just because you spend that doesn't mean you get it. Exactly. Get it back. And that's not including what he spends for search engine stuff, which I think would probably be a little better, but that's only if, you know, the guy who's doing it for you is good and you got the, you know, the nice keyword. I, I, to me, it's all, it's all uh, baffling. Like I always said, I would have like an online business, but then the money you save on rent, you could be spending on marketing. Let me ask you this. When it comes to what you've done for training over the years and your ability to focus and have like the ability to really, for, for jujitsu, for example, martial arts. How would you explain that to our audience? Like your level of focus and your ability to, to, to pay attention to things as, as an art, as an athlete, how does that differ from what, say there's somebody who's aspiring in the audience who would like to do that or pick that up? What would recommendation would you give them about how to develop their own focus so that they can be better in sports? No matter what the martial art is, whether it's a traditional like karate or kung fu or whatever, there's always from day one, you're going to learn discipline, right? But that's what your instructor is going to teach you. But the, the main thing that I think particularly with jujitsu and I would say more combative martial arts like uh, boxing or Thai boxing that separates it from the other ones is especially if you got an ego, you're going to notice you're going to want to get better. And the only way to get better is to be disciplined about your training. And that comes with consistency. That I would say, which you can apply to anything. Like if you want to get better at something, you have to practice it and train for it. So that always practice makes perfect. There's no better truth because you, you'll see guys that start. I know a guy that's only been doing it for a, I think six years or eight years and he got his black belt in jujitsu and at the average time he's normally 10. Wow. This kid, he lives in breezy. He trains like two to three times a day. Well, he's not really a kid. I think he's like probably like 28, 29, 30. But I mean, he started when he, 
you know, when he was in his 20s, he's got the time to do it. No kids, no obligation. But the point is, you're in there and you're, you kind of have to focus because the guy is focusing on tapping you out, right? And then you get tapped out, you learn, but then it, you go home and you're like, oh shit, I don't want to get tapped out like that again. How do I learn how to beat that? And the only way to, you go like, oh, I got to get better at this particular okay. And then you got to go back. Now, once a week, twice a week, three times, you know, I think the rule of thumb, they usually say, I mean, there's always, what was that, like 10,000 hours or something? Yeah, I've heard that. Which is normally like 10 years that someone told me. If you break it up, I don't know if that's like 10 hours a week. Or three you hours. become an expert at something at, at, at that level and you become the mastery. Of yeah. Yeah. But I've also hear that it's, you got to do something consistent at least three times, three times. Right. So if you do it more than three times, you're obviously going to get better. So to answer your question, the discipline gets instilled from the training because you, you, you're, you have to act a certain way within the class. You're going to learn how to interact with people, which you'll take on in other avenues. The main thing you learn from the martial arts in general is respect, right? You will learn that day one. <laughs> when you step on a jujitsu mat, if you go in there and you've got that cocky attitude, someone's going to knock it out of you. Knock <laughs> it out of you. There's a, and, that, and that's the other thing. You learn there's always someone better than you. So what you'll see is these guys, um, particularly when they get older, because the more you do it, the more you get tapped out, the more humbled you are, right? <laughs> I don't care. Life lesson right there. Unless you're like a protege and you're that young champion, like there's a couple of them out there. But I guarantee you, once he hits 30, and his body starts changing, and the young sure. dog starts smashing his ass, yeah. So you'll learn, you'll learn that really quick. You know? That's very humbling as well. That's a good experience for you to have that ability to, to learn the respect and the discipline and, and, and to focus and, and do all those things. Yeah. Humility is key, man. Do you follow Joe Rogan at all? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, he's, he's a martial artist as well. Yeah. There's one, I don't know if it's a speech he gives. There's, there's something he talks about jujitsu or whatever, but then there's another one that he says about uh, something that he wish he had learned. He had learned till he was 50 or something. <laughs> and then he was talking about that, you know, like treating others with respect, which you learn from martial arts, being healthy. You learn from the martial arts and be nice to others, which you got no choice. If you're going to keep going back to the same school. <laughs> right? You also learn confidence too. I believe self-confidence. Yeah. yeah because Yeah. I'll give you a good example. There's some guys that I've met from my martial arts journey that when they started, they were all like, I would say shy or soft-spoken, but as they got more confident in themselves, defending themselves, they become more confident. No matter what the martial arts, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking about my experience, limited experience in Thai boxing, the one kid I'm thinking about actually became a Thai champion like for the Northeast Coast. When I first, I remember when I first met him, he was very shy and quiet. Then like 10 years later, he's very, you know, very outgoing, outspoken. And, and the same thing in jiu-jitsu. I think it's very important for men and women to learn how to defend themselves. Absolutely. Uh, 
think it's Henzo's brother, Half, that says he's like, Oh, it, you need to know it because someone one day someone's gonna want to take something for you. But I mean, I, that may not happen, but it's always good to have something to fall back on, could save your life, yeah, yeah, or someone else's, yeah, yeah. There's countless stories of uh martial arts, the artist had to like defend someone in a real life situation. A lot of, a lot of cops benefit from it on their job. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to ask you this too. How about the aspect of, of martial arts as mental, the, the component of it that you have to have that concentration, the discipline that you mentioned, there's a physical training to it, the eating healthy, but then there's also the meditative aspects of it, I believe, or like the, the mindset of what, it, what you do when you get on the mat, don't you have a certain mindset you kind of employ at that point? Like you, I feel like for, for anyone that's described what they do on the mat, they say they kind of go in the zone, they call it. When you're saying go into the zone, there's a term for it where I mean, mind has no mind where you kind of let your, your body go. You just pretty much acting on reflexes. But in terms of, of the mental aspect, how can I say it? You know what's going to happen. Your, your body has learns, can't do, won't be able to do anything unless the mind controls it, right? Because it's your thought process that controls your movements. And a good example of that, I'll give you a scenario. Let's say you're on a mat. You've been doing whatever it is, jiu-jitsu or boxing for a little bit, and you're working out with a guy that's a little bit less skilled than you. So you're most likely going to open up, right? Then comes along a guy that's either bigger than you or more skilled than you or both. You're not going to be as opened up to do what you would have done on the other guy, right? So mentally, you have to, if you want to learn, you have to hold back your ego and let open up, which is very hard to do for a lot of people. But you, you'll learn that, particularly when you're doing combat sports, jiu-jitsu or Thai boxing, that you, you have to learn to let the ego go in order to learn in order to advance. Otherwise, you, you won't progress far. You'll always stay the same. And then there's other aspects like dealing with injuries. I mean, that was that was my thing. I like for last eight years up to that one injury. I never, if my thumb never went back, I probably would have still kept going. I mean, I my knees would pop. You know, my toes, I jam my fingers. You just take you just tape them up and you just go. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really don't understand why we do it. But it's like a person on crack. You know, it's bad for you, but you the adrenaline. I don't know what it is. And I, I, to this day, I don't think there's any other martial art where people are as addictive to doing it <laughs> as it is with uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I just don't know. And you, I mean, I don't know. You see guys coming like older than me, coming back from hip surgery. Go back. <laughs> I'm like, what the You see the Facebook posts because they belong to a like, couple of 40s and 50-year-older jiu-jitsu groups on facebook and i'm like damn this guy's like you know knee surgery that's common you know rotator cuff but like hip replacement i'm like and they're these guys are like and they're back <laughs> i don't know what caused the injury from the hip replacement like what caused them to get it but yeah 
Yeah. So for you to be able to go back on the mat and dealing with the injuries and stress and then the adrenaline rush, it's all mental because the brain controls everything. If your brain, if you're going to let your ego get in the way or fear get in the way, you know, that's the other thing, right? Like if you're a beginner and you're scared of the guy, eventually you overcome that because you get used to it. You just get guard pass, you can get choked. You get more used to it. You learn how to relax in certain positions. I think by going through that, it makes you able to get through things in other aspects of your life. That's beautiful. If that's the parallel, I would say that I was going to yeah. ask you, one of our concluding questions is all the challenges you went through in, in terms of the things you've done. How have you found it lines up with what you're, you're coming up to now or your goals and tackling future challenges? I think that it helps because I know what I could do and it's a matter of putting my um, mind to it, so to speak. And you just got to have focus and consistency if there's a particular goal in mind, whether it's for me or for you or whoever's listening to the show, you actually have to take the necessary steps to do it. Whether it's getting better at learning a particular skill or it's learning certain skill sets to help you out in your career, right? Like if you wanted to switch careers, that's the other thing I do. <laughs> I actually started teaching people at night, believe it or not. <laughs> Teach like adults how to get into the computer industry because that, that's what I do in my day job. Oh, excellent. You know, like they're taking the risks, right? They, they spent their money. They're now like they're probably like 30, 40 years old and they're doing totally different career change. So now they got to adjust. They got to learn skill sets. They got to study, prepare themselves. And then they actually got to take the actual leap and try to get a job in that particular field. So again, you have to, one of the things that you can learn through martial arts, especially if you ever competed in it, is the um, aspect of visualization, trying to use your mind to help you envision the potential outcome that you want, and then mentally train yourself to get there. Like, I'll give you a good example, like Chuck Norris. (laughs) I actually, I have, I have one of his books and one of his books, I think was one, um, mental strength. I think it was something like that. And he, ta- he talks about the first time he ever went to a karate tournament, he lost. But what he did was for uh, preparing for the next one, obviously he trained hard, but he would also visualize himself competing, Right. <clears throat> and obviously you got to have positive thoughts. You can't like worry right. all, you know, what happens if I get hurt or injured? He would envision himself, put his mindset into the same mindset he would have while he was sparring during a competition. And he would do it so often that when he got to the competition, he would be less nervous because he already put himself mentally through it. Right. <laughs> so you, you can do that. There's a lot of, get the name of another book. Tao, the way of the tail. I forget the name. It was another book where these different martial artists use uh, similar mental techniques, like to help them through injuries or things through life. One guy broke his, I don't know if it was his arm or something, and he visualized like these little tiny men working on his arm. 
No, like this meant that like working on it and watching the heel. I, oh, I think it was called Zen of the Martial Arts. It's an old book. It's probably like from the 70s or 80s. I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, I don't know how many people listening to this podcast are into the martial arts, but they got kids. I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm actually trying to get my kids into it. I, I got them into judo for a little bit, but they didn't like grappling aspect because they were young, they were like really small and they, they got put up with these 12 year old boys. So they got to figure that out. But if you got kids, it's the best thing for them. You know, I want to ask you any bullying and stuff like that. We're running low on time. So I want to ask yeah. if, if our audience wants to reach out to you, where would you direct them to reach out to you? They can reach me very easily on Facebook, either podcast, the Mark the Shark MMA show, Facebook page, or the Mark the Shark show, Facebook page. And remember, it's Mark with a C. And then I also got two websites, Retorto Family Books, where you can look, buy my book or my daughter's book or www.marktheshark.mmashow.com. Don't have another one for the other podcast yet, but that that's my main website. You can hit me on the contact page there, or you can hit me up on a messenger on Facebook or either, either Facebook page. Oh, and don't forget to check out my Rockin' with Mark YouTube channel. Again, it's Mark with a C. Want to learn how to play guitar or piano or see interesting interviews with other YouTubers and musicians? Check it out. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your insight today and everything we just discussed. And I'm, I'm excited to have our audience check out your stuff, order your books, you. check out your YouTube channel, Facebook page and everything else. And I'll have that in the program notes as well. Mm, thank you. I want to thank you for coming on. The last question I'll ask you is if you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll let you know, I'll go first. Cause I know we're short on time. I just always say owl. Cause for me, I, I always believe in wisdom and looking at things beyond the immediacy of the moment. So that's how I look at stuff for myself. Oh, spirit animal, huh? Well, I, I, I'm going to have to go with my nickname, the shark. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Great. Hey, world, my ocean. I'm the king of it. <laughs> so I just want to thank Mark for coming on the show today and sharing his many attributes as a writer, as a podcast host, martial artist, musician, best-selling author. Amazing. I love having notable people on the show to share their viewpoints. Cause I think we can learn from every conversation we have that helps us to look at one of my takeaways from talking to Mark today is he has a lot of amazing creative energy that he puts in all these different projects. And he creates a lot of very positive things in between his books, his podcast and his martial arts record. And one of the things I'll tell you is there's no such thing as being bored. You know, one, one person once told me being bored is when you're laying flat, <laughs> that's when you're bored. And I think Mark's a good example of that. So check out his information and the information will be in the show notes. If you want to reach out to me, you can always reach out to me. Info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. Stay positive because we are positive. Anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. 
With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.